for this evening. Let's thank God for the worship. Let's thank God that we have the opportunity to be able to worship him and thank him and be in a sweet presence. Father, we just want to thank you for helping us. Thank you, O God. Because we love you. We love you. Thank you, O God, because we can use the fruit of our lips to bless you, to worship you. Father, we thank you. We exalt your holy name. We bless you, O God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, how beautiful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the oil that was upon the head of Aaron that dropped to the beard and the skirts. Father, we just thank you this evening because you are, we are united under one priesthood, the very priesthood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, O oh God. We appreciate the fact that we, you are the head, we are the body. And we thank you. Because you are concerned about us. You are careful for us. You are faithful towards us. Father, we just appreciate you. And we bless you. We give you praise. This evening we ask you to receive all the praise and all the glory and all the honor and all the adoration that is due unto your name this evening. Thank you for our worship, our time of worship. It is a sweet-smelling savour to your nostrils this evening. We bless you and we thank you, O oh God. That's just a token, a little of what we can do to show you how appreciative we are of being your children and being called by your name. We thank you and we bless you. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Just say hello to one or two people. Just greet one or two people. Say hello to them. Nobody says hello to the preacher. So the preacher will. All right, you can take your seats. You can take your seats. Thank you so much for that worship. That was really good. That was really, really good. Praise God. You can take your seats now. Brother Elo and the crew, thank you for that worship. It was really beautiful. It was really, really good. Thank God. Thank you for leading us into that kind of worship. Yes, uh, so this evening we'll just, I'll just try and quickly just breeze through some certain things and then, you know, we'll try and take a few questions uh, for interaction purposes because I think that is the main aim of, you know, this refuel that we might be able to, you know, just uh, line up certain things. Uh, on Sunday, uh, the synopsis of everything was just that God is interested in speaking with us. In other words, God's voice it's part of the package when we got born again. It's a package deal. You know, you, uh, we're not getting one for the other. One of the things that we have been assured is that the voice of God will lead us. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And we know that one of the things, if we look at, you know, uh, uh, the shepherd, the life of a shepherd, even though he has his staff, what he uses to lead and to direct uh, his herd is his voice. He uses his voice to direct his herd, his sheep, his cattle, his uh, 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 whatever, lambs and all of that. So he uses his voice. And we know that God uses his voice to, for us today. His voice is clear. And one thing that we brought out last week is that everyone can hear the voice of God. Everyone believer can hear the voice of God. In fact, everyone believer has been commanded to listen for the voice of God. Every believer, it doesn't matter what your status is. You might be a prophet, you might be an apostle, you might be uh, a junior, you might be a child. God wants every believer to hear him. God wants to direct us. And 
We talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, the presence of the Holy Spirit in us as believers. That is the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about the Holy Spirit. He said he will teach you all things. He will lead you into all truths. He will show you the things to come. Can you believe that? That's you. It's you. He's not saying that. You know, he said you, you. The list of this. Pastor Bank said something one day, you know, when we had those kids around. He said something that was very fundamental. I hope we heard that, that day that he said it. He said, the, the anointing that's upon me, the Holy Spirit that's upon me, is not different from any of this child, any of these children here. The same Holy Spirit that he has is the same Spirit that's upon everybody. We have been given the same Spirit, the same amount of the Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do is to guide you, is to direct you, is to lead you. Now, there is a solid ministry of the prophet. I don't want you, I don't want to discard. I really want to emphasize that. There is a solid ministry of the prophet for the body. But we must put them in perspective. All right? And the perspective, one of the perspective it is, we know that one of the fundamental functions of the office of the prophet, according to the book of Ephesians chapter 4, is to edify. Any word the prophet is going to speak, any word the prophet is going to, uh, 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 any word that's going to come out, any word that is spoken to you, must be first of all for edification. It must edify. It's not to condemn. It's not to put you in bondage. It's not to make you less than who you are, but to edify you, to build you up in the things that God wants to do. Are we clear about that? So, I don't want anybody to go out here, even though, you know, you know, I said something last Sunday. I'm just trying to tame what I said, all right? So that we will know that I'm not simplifying or I'm not making, uh, I'm not, I'm not making less of the ministry of the prophets. It's absolutely significant. But in the same vein, God wants you to be matured. God wants you to be able to hear his voice. God wants you to know his voice. He wants you to be absolutely clear about what his voice is. And is it possible for us to be able to know absolutely clear with certainty that we're hearing the voice of God? It's possible. It's very possible. That's what the Bible says. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, he said he's going to make our path straight. In other words, he's going to make your path clear. He will make your path straight. He will make it clear without any ambiguity. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. All right? So, but also in the New Testament, for the most part, for the most part, for the most part, God wants you to hear him, what he's saying. And then what others are saying to you for the most part, it's supposed to be a confirmation of either what he has said or what he's dealing with you on. It's supposed to be a confirmation. I have looked at it from my life, you know, from my life. God gives me messages for people. He, he has told me about people, you know, I go there, I go and talk to them, and sometimes, but you see, for the most part, and I, you know, I can show you from scriptures, for the most part, for the most part, the two main reasons why God, in my own life now, I don't know about, you know, but in my own life, the two main reasons why God what I have noticed that God has told me things about people is for one, to confirm to them. And then number two, to pray for them. Number one, to confirm. Number two, to pray for them. I remember one thing, you know, God showed me in a dream, in a vision about some guy. Accurately, it was very clear. I went there and I spoke to him and I told him exactly what God told me about. And do you know that exactly what God told me about came to happen? And that, 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 you know, that, that, that was not good. It was not good for him because it ruined him. It, it, you know, there were some consequences that came after that. And I was wondering, but God, you said this thing. It came out. It was clear. It was abundant. It was this thing. And God told me, I did not tell you to tell him. I told you to pray for him. My reason for exposing that thing to you was for you to pray for him. Because in the first place, he did not have the ability to be able to overcome. That's why I called you in. So sometimes we need to really know. Sometimes, especially when God gives us a message for somebody or tells us something about somebody, you really need to know what the, really, the meaning of that message is sometimes. Sometimes it is to pray for them. Sometimes it is to confirm. And I've come to discover, I learned after that experience that God, you know, a lot of times, God wants me to either pray or to confirm. Pray or confirm. 
And that's why a lot of times, if, if, you know, there are some people, I know in this people that have told you, is God telling you something about this? Is that, you know, there's certain things I'm hearing. Is, is it something that God, is this, if, if you are not hearing that, discard it for now. Discard it for now until you can satisfy it from your heart. That this is where God is leading me. This is what God wants me to do. Or this is what God has told me. Or this is what God is telling me to do. And I'm very, very, really, really careful to do that. But tonight, that's not, you know, the whole reason why, we're, why I came here is just to, you know, uh, quickly go through uh, certain things. The Bible tells us in Thessalonians, First uh, uh, Thessalonians 5.21, said, he said we should do what? He said we should prove all things. We should test all things, right? He said we should test all things and hold fast to the truth. So how do you know if God, what God is telling you or if what you're hearing is actually God telling you, you know, the thoughts, the idea, the desire, how do you know this is really God talking to you? How do you know? He said, test it. Test all things and then hold fast to the truth. He said, for you to test it. But how do you test it? We're going to see very soon. Test all things and hold fast to that which is true. All right? Also, in... Um, also, in 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, the Bible also tells us, it says, test all spirits. Test all spirits. In other words, what I am hearing from God, the very thing I'm hearing from God, how do I know it was not because of the burrito I ate last night? And then I started hearing voices. Or I started getting these funny ideas. Because, you know, you can go to a restaurant eat very good food, and then you come out and you think that God is leading you to start a restaurant, right? <laughs> but how do you know those ideas are really godly ideas? I learned this by experience. There are certain decisions I had to make in my life, you know, some time ago, and it was really, really tough. It was really tough, and I needed the voice of God. And I started going to scriptures. I started going to scriptures to figure it out. And sometimes these things can be convoluted. Something happened to us on Monday. Let me quickly say this. Something happened, but it's been, it's been happening. It's been, a, it's been a long time coming. It's been, it's, you know, it's been, it's, it's, it was concerning my wife's job. My wife used to work with PNC, all right? Now, they were training her, they were training her to take over a higher position, all right, within PNC, Georgia PNC. But all of a sudden, she just felt discomfort about the whole thing. And right there and then, God was talking to me. You know, I just felt, I just started thinking that it was just like a thought. It was just like a, you know, it was like, just like an inspiration that God started telling me. He was saying, she should call certain person in SunTrust. She should call certain person in SunTrust. All right? So she just came to me that morning. She just woke up and she said, I'm, I'm not feeling too comfortable about PNC anymore. I feel like, you know, I need to move and all of that. And because God has been telling me for her to call this, I didn't know why, and I didn't tell her. When she came to me, and she said that. So I now told her, I said, okay, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I think I'm hearing. Why don't you, why, God told me, call this person. And she said, okay, no problem. And she called the guy. She called the, and this one we're discussing was on a Saturday morning. She called the guy, and when she called the guy, the guy told her that he'll give her an interview on Monday, the following Monday, on Saturday. He replied her in less than 30 seconds. And said he was going to call her on, on, on Monday. And she, he would set an, up an interview for her on Monday. She went there on that Monday. She got that job. However, the job was with a caveat. With a caveat. There was a caveat with the job. All right? It was conditioned. Yes, there was a condition of, you know, for the job. And the condition is she had to pass a certain exam. There was a particular certification that she had to pass in 90 days. 90 days. And because, and this exam was a very tough exam. If you know anything about finance, you, you know, she needed to be, uh, you know, she needed to be abreast of financial, you know, matters and all of that. But she doesn't have a background in finance. I have done it. I know it. It's the equivalent, it's almost the equivalent of a CPA exam. You know, big books and all of those kind of things that you're going to, very tough exam. And I started feeling, you know, I started feeling this thing about the whole thing. I wasn't feeling okay. I'm like, do you have the ability to be able to pass this thing in 90 days? Because it's a tough exam. But she just felt confident that God had spoken to her. So she went. Now, remember they were going to promote her to a bigger position. Immediately she left SunTrust. They eradicated her position. They eradicated the position. Yes, that's the one in PNC. You know, like I told you that the one in PNC, right? The one in PNC, she was going to be promoted, but instead of going for a promotion, she decided to quit and go to this thing. 
immediately she left PNC. Right? The position was eradicated. Okay? Now, we're in this 90 days thing now. And she took it the first time, she didn't pass it. Took it the second time, did not pass it. And it was chaotic. And the thing was that you were going to lose this job if you did not pass that thing. 90 days came, she didn't pass the exam. And so it was like, okay, she started looking for jobs all over the place. She started looking for, it's 90 days. And guess what? The guy that brought her into SunTrust, the guy she called and brought her into SunTrust, just lost his job because he did not pass her exam. The guy did not pass the exam. He lost the job. Do you, you, see all the, you see all the convolution that's going on now? So, yeah. So, I was now, I was now like, okay. We believe we heard the voice of God. Let's just go with it. Wherever the chips may fall, let it just fall. So, after a while, nothing was going on. They did not say anything. She was looking for jobs and this thing and all that. Nothing came up. Nothing. She couldn't find anything. On Monday yesterday, no, sorry, on Monday two days ago, the boss now called her and said, well, they have decided to change the policy that she really does not need that exam again to keep the job. To keep the job. She doesn't need that policy. They don't need, she does not need that certification again to keep that job. Now, that is Monday. That is Monday. That is on Monday. On Monday. Two days ago was when she got that thing, and she's been fighting this thing. She got in there since March. She got into SunTrust. She went back to SunTrust since March. So, the voice of God, there are things, I'm telling you, the voice of God is very, very important. Even when it is convoluted, if you hear the voice of God, just move. Just walk with it. Just do something. God wants to speak to you. He wants to direct you. He wants to lead you. How, but how do you know that it is God that is leading you? That's what we're going to look at briefly this evening. Turn, turn with me to uh, uh, the book of, uh, the book of uh, James. James. So when I'm preaching on Sunday, I didn't know they were going to tell her this. I didn't know this. So I'm just telling you that these things, you know, the way these things happen, it's, it's just, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Just follow, just follow the voice of God. The voice of God will not lead you astray. Just follow it. Just follow it. Just follow it. I, 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 I'm telling you, I'm tell, and so many things, the way God has led me, the way God has done things, that, that voice of God, will always sustain you. When he sends his word ahead of you, that word is going to sustain you. It doesn't matter what direction you are going. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. It is not looking good. It is not looking right. As long as you stay on the word, the word is the path that God will lead you on. That word he spoke to you. That's the path. Look at what James said. James chapter 3. The reason why I like the book of James, or James himself, is that James knows how to make spiritual truths practicable. It is one book that, has, that, that it congeals spiritual truths into a practical way of doing things. So you can see it, and you can measure it, and you can say, okay, this is God. This is how to make things, the things of God work. Look at James chapter 3 from verse 17. Look at what it said. And I'm trying to read... Uh, the NIV to give me, uh, it, yes, the NIV. It, it, it makes it, you know, it makes the English modern. But the wisdom that comes from above is first of all pure. The wisdom that comes from above is first of all pure. Number two, peace loving. Number three, considerate. Number four, submissive. Number five, full of mercy and good fruits. Impartial and sincere. Impartial and sincere. First of all, I remember when I was a young Christian, you know, I, in our church, in our church at that time, in the northern part of Nigeria, 
this guy came and told our pastor at the time that God told him to divorce his wife. And he was very, he was very certain that that was what God told him. That God told him to divorce his wife. Remember the first thing is that the wisdom that comes from above must be first of all what? Pure. In other words, if you have an idea that comes from God, you have thoughts, God has spoken to you, you believe it, they are dreams, and you think that God has, God has spoken to you. If it is not pure, it is not God. If it is sinful, it is going to lead to sin. If it is going to lead to unrighteousness, it is not God. He said God told him to divorce his wife. And I tell you, the end was not really good because, you know, the church called him, they spoke to him, they did everything for him, and they told, talked to him. The guy, was just, the guy just refused. Left his family, went with this woman, and at the end of the day, both of them, you know, just lost their lives. If you have the voice of God, if God is leading you, if you pass them through this, my, what I called my uh, 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 tests, all right, you cannot be wrong. Just the way God led the three, uh, uh, the three wise men with the stars right in front of them and they could see it clearly, you can see the voice of God. You can understand the voice of God and see it clearly that God is actually leading you this way directly if you follow these tests. It must first of all be what? Be pure. You cannot have an idea, a business idea, and the way you're going to make money is God tells you to go and cheat the IRS. That's not God. You cheat somebody to make money, you go and lie on your taxes, and you say God wants you to make more money. That's not God. Whatever God is telling you must first of all be pure. Number two, peace loving. The Bible declares in the book of Isaiah, the Bible says he will lead you in peace. Be still and know that I am God. If there's anything that is not giving you peace, forget it. Even if it is God, sometimes it is better to follow God behind than to be ahead of him. What do I mean by that? If you don't have peace about the thing and you think that God has spoken to you, relax. The Bible says, what did the Bible says? He said, he that believes shall not make haste. If you believe, you won't make haste. If God is speaking to you and it is not peaceful, forget it. I remember, uh, I'm trying to spice these things with, you know, some of my personal stories and all of that. In my life, I've dated just two people. The first one I dated, nothing happened. And the second one was my wife. That's the two I've ever had. The first one, I actually did believe that God spoke to me. I believed it. I pursued it. But that was the most toxic relationship I've ever entered in my life. I'm serious. We're breaking up every week. <laughs> We were breaking up every week. And it wasn't me that was doing the breakup. She was breaking up with me. And me, I was head over heels. So anytime she comes back, I'm ready. Then we'll go, we'll go on it again. We'll go at it again. And I kept going back and forth. And we were going back and forth. There was unfaithfulness. There was lie. There were lies. Insincerity. A lack of commitment. But because my mind was so set on this thing. I could not even hear God again because my mind was set. I had an idol. And a lot of times when you have an idol, that's what you are going to serve. That's what you're going to hear. And I kept on doing it until, you know, there was one time she broke up with me. I almost died. Which, you know, my heart was sick of love. You know what I mean? I was literally sick. I mean, I couldn't get up from the bed. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Thank you so much, you're my brother. <laughs> and I now told God, I said, God, please help me. If you help me in this situation, help me. 
if you help me in this situation, I promise you I will never get back into it. <laughs> That's how I got to discover the scripture. When God is leading you and there's no peace, forget it. Immediately that scripture came into my heart. Whatever it is I was holding was like I was delivered. I was free. If there's no peace, forget it. It's not God. Or maybe it's not time. Let me put it that way. Don't rush into things because, you know, you feel you have an idea. It's a good idea. No matter how brilliant your idea is, if it's not a God-sanctified idea, you're probably going to, it's probably going to lead you into trouble. It doesn't matter. And, and listen to me. There were many people that told me and that lady that, wow, we are compatible. We look alike. We are together. We are the same. I mean, it's, if this does not work, I don't know what else will work. I have so many people that told me that. But you see, God did not speak. And the evidence was just there. It doesn't matter who tells you anything. Once it is not following these things, forget it. Relax. God will work out what is most important for you. Let me jump that concentrate and go to submissive. Whatever idea God is giving you, if you cannot share it with somebody, if the idea is too good, the thoughts are too good, you cannot share it with somebody. It's probably not God talking to you. I don't know if Pastor Bank remembers this. Um, he might not remember, but it just, it just happened. The very first time I spoke to Pastor Bank was to go and confirm something in that office there by Royal, uh, whatever now. South Royal, yes. And when he said something to me, when he said it, I just knew it. Because I'd, in my life, I'd never thought I was going to leave. I'd never, no, let me just say I never thought. I'd never desired to live outside Nigeria. I'd never desired to live outside Nigeria. Never. I'd never thought about it. All right? So, but we came in through the diversity visa. When my wife was filling the diversity visa, I didn't even know. She just, you know, put my name there. I just, you know, wrote the name, the signature for mine because she was trying to get me to sign it. I said, I'm not, I don't even know it. I don't even have the desire to. You said, no, no, not I don't believe in lottery. I just did not have the desire to, to live in the, to live outside Nigeria. So she signed it. She did everything. And then it was actually me that won, not her now. She that desired <laughs> So, but that, and to get the visa, to get that visa to come, it was, I mean, it was, it was easy until the end. The consular officer that interviewed us said, we look so much alike that she does not believe we were husband and wife. And she kept on giving us this thing. Bring this one. I'll take this document there. Bring this picture. I'll take this picture there. Bring this thing. And, and she kept on, you know, she just kept on bothering us. And, all that. and at, at one time, I just told myself, I'm not even interested in going to this place that they want me to go. What is all this wahala that this woman is giving me? What's all this trouble? Why should I be going through all this trouble? All right? So finally, I was talking to her. She now told me, she said, okay, the only thing that will make her believe, the only thing that will make her believe is I should go and get, um, I should go and get a, uh, cards and all of that that, we, that she sent to me or I sent to her before we got married. So I just told her, I said, if that is what you want, just give me my documents. I don't have it. I'm, I'm lying to you. I'm just, you know, I'm just lying to you. So just give me my documents. There's no need to you know, keep going back and forth. This is no. So it's okay. Give me one minute. And she went back in and she came back and said, come get your visa. So we went there, we got the visa. When we got the visa again, because I was reluctant in my heart, it took us long. The visa was about to expire when we came. Because I was not too sure. I said, okay, let's look at it in between, you know, in between. Let's, let's just look at it. Let's, let's see what's going on. So that's why I came. And then when I came, I didn't enjoy it. The stress was just too much. Everything, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay, this is a place where I didn't, want to, I didn't want to stay here before. And look at all the stress I'm going through. I don't know if Pastor Bank remembers. I went to Pastor Bank. It was Patrice that booked the appointment for me. Uh, Sister Patrice. She booked the appointment. And I went to Pastor Bank. 
And I told Pastor Bank, I said, Pastor Bank, here's my situation. So Pastor Bank said, how did you come? So I told him, he said, I said, no. He said, you cannot just go back to Nigeria like that. Stay for a while. Stay for some time and see what is going to happen. That's how I stayed. And that's how I'm here today. Because I was really actually ready to go back. <laughs> I was really actually ready to go back. What am I driving at? What am I driving at? And to be honest with you, it was, you know, after all this while, I have now seen the reason why I'm here. I've seen the reason why I'm here. Alright? What am I driving at? If God is giving you an idea, if he's leading you, if he's giving you a voice, if you don't have somebody that can speak to that, you just hold it by yourself. You do things by yourself. You, you, you say, okay, it's me or this thing. God has spoken and I've heard the voice of God. If nobody can speak to it, it's a problem. Affirmation. Even Jesus had to be affirmed. Do you know that? You know that Jesus had to be affirmed? John the Baptist had to affirm him. That's Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. God has prophesied. God has said everything that he wanted to say. But John the Baptist had to affirm him. Behold the Lamb of the world. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the earth. If God is speaking to you, you see, this is why this is so critical. And that's why I wanted to discuss about, I wanted to talk about this. It is so critical that we must have believers that we can relate to, that can speak into our lives, that we can speak to them, that we can share with them. You have to have mentors, people that you look up to. You have to have people that are your peers that you can interact with. You have to have people that you can speak into their lives also. It is so critical. It is really, really, really critical that we have groups. We have, you know, our, the Bible talks about the, Bible talks about the, uh, the uh, disciples. He said, and they returned to their company. They returned to their company. They returned to their company. Do you have companies today? Because that might be critical to you really understanding the voice of God when God speaks to you. Because if your heart is knitted with the people within your company, if your heart is knitted to them, sometimes it's not even, you know, you even going to tell them. It's just that they will just say something and it just confirms what God is saying in your life. Because your hearts are so knitted together, your hearts are so together, they will just confirm it, they will just say it. We need our company that we can always return to. We return to our company. We go back to our company. We go back to our people. Not just hold it. Anything you cannot share. Anything, any, any idea that you cannot share. Any thoughts. Any voice of God. Any dream that you cannot share with God. It's probably not God. The Bible says, if you don't love the person that you see, how can you love God that you don't see? Alright? We can also, uh, you know, extrapolate also. That if you don't, if you, if you cannot interact with people, if you cannot share with people, how can you say God is sharing something with you? We need to be able to have our company. We need people in our lives that can speak to us. We need people in our lives that can affirm, that can confirm what God is saying to us. Now, am I saying that uh, sometimes if God, because I know people that, you know, somebody, people have affirmed them. People said, no, you can't do this. And they believe that God told them to do it. And they went ahead and did it and it worked. I've heard of those stories. I've known those people. I've seen those people. I've interacted with them. Somebody who they respected said, hey, look, it's not God. I don't think it's God. And they still went ahead anyway and, di and did whatever they needed to do, and it worked for them. But I'm saying that we need people in our lives that can speak to us. We, re we really do need people in our lives that can speak to us. Oh, yeah. I'll just do one more, and then you can just go back and just read and just allow God to just help you because, you know, um, uh, our time is, uh, is gone. So, uh, the last one I'll take is sincerity. Another translation calls it hypocrisy. All right? The end product of what God wants you to do, or whatever the voice of God is telling you, is going to be pure and sincere. You know what hypocrisy means? 
really, the real meaning of the word hypocrisy. Because when we say hypocrisy, it means that, you know, somebody is not truthful, is not this thing. But actually, the word hypocrisy actually means an actor. An actor, yes. So, what the Hollywood people are doing is actually hypocrisy. In other words, you are taking a role that's not actually you. That's what hypocrisy means. And that's what sincerity means. In other words, when God is speaking to you, when it is the voice of God, if it is God, if you have heard God, if this is God, the end products has no hypocrisy in it. It is sincere, it is pure, it is clear. Do we have any question, contribution? I don't want to keep you too long. I just want to just go back home, read these things, and just allow God to just minister to you. Open your eyes. Open your heart. And let God just... Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, my question is just about uh, the peace of God. Uh, because you said if it is God, I mean, you'll be at peace with it. But using the two of your examples... Uh, when your wife is looking, I mean, taking the exams, I'm sure she's not at peace with herself. She's probably doubting that, okay, why did I take this job when she wouldn't pass the exam? Then with all the troubles you went through getting your visa, I wouldn't believe you are at peace then. So how do you, do you really doubt that God spoke with you or something? This one, like I told you, I was at peace. I, it wasn't something I was looking forward to. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it was like, okay, let me just go. Whatever happens, it happens. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I don't know if I'm making sense. That, for that one, it wasn't like, you know, I wanted it to happen. Whether it happened or it didn't happen, it was not this thing. The part I'm bringing back in is when I got here and the way I was feeling at that time, I felt I was going to leave. I wanted to leave. I wanted to go back at that time. Do you understand? I wanted to really go back at that time. You know, I wasn't interested in what is happening here. So I went and said, okay, before I take this decision, let me talk to somebody. Let me relate this to somebody. And I went to Pastor Bank and I, took, and I spoke to him and he said I should stay. All right? So I stayed. I don't know if that makes sense in that, in that particular one. Yes. 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 That's what I was telling you. The area where the voice of God really comes in for me, in that visa area, in that, you know, coming to the U.S. visa thing and all of those kind of things, the area where, you know, the voice of God really comes in is I was looking for, do I stay? It was after I really actually did come here. Do I stay or do I go back? Do I stay or do I go back? And I went to Pastor Bank, like I told you. That's what I, the third principle I talked about. And Pastor Bank spoke to me. And when he spoke to me, I was at peace, and I decided to stay. If I wasn't at peace when he spoke to me, I probably would have maybe asked somebody else or gone to somebody else, say something. I don't know if that makes sense. All right. One second. And then for that, my wife, in that my wife's situation, when we made the decision, we were at peace that God was leading us. It was when the turbulence started. Yes, of course. You know, when, you know, when God is leading you and you're like, now the trouble have come. We're in the storm land. And, you know, you're like, did God really... Did God really speak to me? Did God really say, you know, what he wanted to say? Was I really listening to God? You understand? But when we made the decision for her to move, we were actually at peace because there was a confirmation. There was, you know, interaction and all of that. So that's... Okay, one second, sir. Then... Um, in regards to the... the, the in regards to the being at peace when um, the Lord speaks to you, I believe it's your, your perspective. Um plays a huge part. Um, and then also your belief and where you at with your relationship with God. And the reason why I say that is there are times where I know that God has said something to me. And then as the storms and the turbulence comes, I'm just acting crazy or I'm just getting all rally, like, you know, just stressing myself out for no reason. Now in moving forward in different situations where I still know that God spoke to me, and then backtracking, looking at the, the times where I was acting crazy, it still came to pass. And I was stressing myself out. I think we have to take 
what the word says for, for what it says. Um, anxiety is not from him. Stressing is not from him. If you know that God has told you something, you have to now let that be your peace. Now, when the th- situations come, you take a pause, okay, and you, ha- you have to think back on his goodness. Think back on his faithfulness. Think back what he said to you. Lord, you said this is going to come. I don't know what this craziness is, go- is, is about, but I'm not going to dwell there. I'm not going to stress there. I'm going to keep my eyes fixed upon you and allow you to get me through this because I know your word and who you are is true. So that's what, I've, what I do. That's, I mean, that's accurate. That's really accurate. Yes, sir. Thank you. You described your first date with the first lady as toxic. And you said it was that toxic because there was an idol in your heart. What was the name of that idol? What is the idol? The name of the idol is the name of the girl. I'm sorry, I'm just making light of it, but, no, but that's, what I, that's what I really... The religion actually asks for what that idol was, was because God hates idols. And that was what you were worshipping. And I believe that Christians, when they set their desire, when they set their goal, or they think they have a word from God, it just might be an idol, you know, a self-desire a quest in their heart. That's why I say, can you be, can you expatiate on what that idol could mean, okay. so that we will know what idol to destroy too in our lives. Okay. Okay. Any takers before I? Okay. I, I think based on what you said, the relationship with that individual is the idol. The idol yes. So any inordinate relationship that we may have or desire, whether it's a house, a car, a person, a job, a career, a business, anything that God has not spoken that we are pursuing becomes an idol. And to the degree sometimes that we aggressively pursue that thing, when you read the book of Ezekiel, God himself says, sometimes you will let the idol become your lead. So people will hear things that they think is actually God, Whereas it's God taking his hand up and saying, you know what, if you're going to pursue this, do it to your own destruction. So one has to be very, very careful. Ephraim is joined to his idol. You know the story of Ephraim? I said Ephraim is joined to his idol. Let him know. How do we distinguish between God speaking to us and other voices? Our emotions, our personal desires, and the environment. How do we distinguish and then know that, okay, this is the voice of God. This is not the voice of my ancestor. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fantastic question. How do you know this is the voice of God and not the voice of your ancestors? Yes. Yeah, Professor, it, it, the scripture he gave us in John chapter, James chapter 3 defines that very easily. Any wisdom that comes from above or heaven, he listed those criteria that we used to judge that. So the ancestors, as you, as you put it, uh, let, me, let me open the scripture again. We'll not, there are some things they, would, they just will not, uh, yeah, they let, let's see. Uh, okay, so John three seventeen, it's pure. So, would ancestors speak pure things? Is it peaceable? Maybe how to kill somebody. <laughs> Is it peaceable? Would they speak peace? What they're speaking, will it bring peace among, to you or among people? Is it gentle? Or is it putting pressure on you? You need to do this now, 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 now. If you don't offer the sacrifice, you die. Okay? Is it willing to yield anything God does? And this is, this is huge. Even God is willing to yield. You have to understand that. And I give you the example from Exodus chapter 19, where God intended for all of Israel to become a nation or a kingdom of priests, every one of them. But when they backed away and said, oh, no, God, we don't want to do this. What did God do? It's okay. If you are not ready, I will not force it on you. 
So what I will do is I'll call the Levites to be my priest, even though I intend for all of you to be priests. So God yielded. You see what I'm saying? So anything that's talking to us or asking us to do things that's not willing to yield, that's not accommodating enough to say, you know what? If you're not ready, I'm willing to wait. It's not God. Okay? Is he full of mercy? Does he have good fruits? Is it without partiality? That is huge. Without partiality. And without hypocrisy. So if you use those criteria to measure anything you are hearing, you will always be able to know whether it's God or not. That's a filter. It's pretty, that's what, I think that's what I was supposed to have used from the beginning, a filter. Yeah, this is supposed to be the filter through which you, know, yeah. you, you measure the voice of God. Yes, please. Is it possible to, like, have more peace with your own desires and actually you're more restless with, like, what God is telling you to do? Is that possible? Absolutely. It, 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 she, she said something, very good question. She, she said something, uh, Tanita said something at the beginning. Sometimes, you know, because of where you are and, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, where you are now, sometimes maybe emotionally and all of that, and the idol thing I brought in. There are sometimes some things are your idol. Some things can be your idol, your personal thing, your things that you need. And then you are in, you, you are at peace. And that is why you see, why I like this scripture. This, uh, this is a, it's a complete scripture. Now, it's not only just one thing. If it's just pure and then every other thing is wrong, then it's not God. If it's just peace and the other things are not there, then it's not still God. It has to be complete. That's why I say the wisdom that is from above is first of all. Do you understand? So it's possible. It's really possible for you to be at peace with yourself with what you desire because everybody, there are people here on Wall Street, bankers, lawyers who are enjoying their job and they're at peace, so to say. They're not under any kind of stress with the kind of things they're doing. That's what they really wanted to do. That's what they have desired to do and all that. But at the end of the day, sometimes it might not even be God that's telling them, but it's just, you know, they're just being driven by by their desires. All right? And now, because their desires is so entrenched in what they like and what they want to do, it's difficult for them to hear God. And even if God speaks, they will fight the voice of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just like the example I gave you with, you know, the first lady I dated now. I mean, at the end of the day, when I left, after I read the scripture and this and when I left, and I'm like, where was my head all this while? You know, with all the confusion, all the trouble, I was still pursuing. I was still going. I was still going. I was still going. You know, and whatever God was saying to me at that time, I could not even hear it. Even if I hear it, I'll cast the voice out. So that's why it has to be complete. You know, that place, you know, the whole of the scripture, the, it did not say the wisdom is only pure. It is not only peace. It has to be complete. You have to do it completely. It has to be pure. It has to be peace. It has to be, you know, Okay, let me just take one more question before I leave. Any question before we leave this evening, I'm sorry. Any question or comment or whatever? Well, hello. Um, the scripture that says, uh, okay, let me, let me share not, okay, about myself and my wife. I remember the time I have to take decision about who to marry. And I told my dad, and it was a capital no. And in those days, they'll tell you that when your parents say no, that is no. You have no alternative. So, and then I just gave my life to Christ. Everything was bubbling. And there's a scripture in my heart in um, those days, um, Philippians chapter 4, that says, And the peace of God, Bible says, in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known to God. Yeah, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known and the peace. So I experienced peace so much that I couldn't care less about what anybody's going to say. Even from our own, you know, side was capital. It was a, in fact, it was a war, war zone. So there was uh, all kind of things happening. But I told her, I said, look, it's either we're ready to go together or you're ready to get married to or go to your parents. 
And we stood there and we trusted God. In fact, nobody ever believed that we would come together. So, but that scripture was the one that kept me. And Bible says we have an unction. Yeah, that what we're saying, that how do you know? That really happened to me to that. We have an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. That is why you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. There's no way you will not know. You will just know beyond any shadow of doubt that this is it. Even me, for me, when I, when I got married, when I got my wife, when, you know, we, we got together, it was going to be a challenge between us because she was from a tough, strong, entrenched Muslim family. Yes, yes. I mean, and, and I mean that because, you know, in my, in my wife's house, they have a mosque in their house. So, exact, that's, they have a mosque in their house. That's, that's how strong it was. Yeah, they have a mosque in the house. Their father, her father hired an imam. That's how, that was how strong, oh yes, that's how, that's how strong a Muslim she, uh, her family was. All right? So, but she got born again and it was going to be, you know, uh, getting married was going to be cantankerous because there was so many people, it was like, you know, uh, if they're going to get married, they're going to do it a Muslim way, they're going to do this thing. Some people were saying, no, you know, there wasn't going to be any marriage and all those kind of things. Uh, some other says, okay, if there's going to be a marriage, it's going to be, um, it's going to be in a Muslim, just in the, we're going to do a Muslim, whatever, and, you know, all kinds of, you know, all kinds of things were just going on, and it was tough. But because I knew that God has spoken to me, the Bible says, he that believes shall not make haste. And you are ready to, I was ready to yield, wait for the time, and all of that. And guess what? I waited them out. I waited them out. And at the end of the day, everything just went the way it was supposed to go. There was nobody, everybody came, and this thing, but it took time. It took time. It took time. It was four years. It took us four years. Planning and waiting and working and doing all that. Four years. But he that believes will not make his, if God has spoken, his word will come to pass. God has spoken. All right, let's just stand to our feet and just thank God this evening. Let's just thank him. Let's thank him this evening. Let's thank him.